Welcome to Kingdom and Cocktails. I'm your host, Shay Suter, a 25-year-old in Los Angeles trying to learn how to love God and love people well. It sounds simple, but it turns out there is a bit more to it. I was tired of my conversations in church communities looking different from my conversations over cocktails with friends. And I found a lot of people felt the same way. Can we not bring them together and talk about how to actually navigate life as young adults with kingdom purpose? I think about career, dating, politics, creativity, how to pray, pornography, and more. These are the kinds of real life conversations that could shake up the world if we started talking about them more through a kingdom lens while keeping it completely real. So that's how Kingdom and Cocktails was born. I invite people whose faith I respect and worldviews I can learn from to sit down for a drink kickstart these conversations and of course invite y'all to join. Now if you are looking for hard and fast truth, I'm going to point you away from this podcast and straight to the Bible. That's what the Bible is for. This podcast is a place for honest kingdom questions, fruitful conversations, and just real stories. Spaces like this call for listening, laughter, grace, and a lot of curiosity. So if you're down for that, grab a drink, stay tuned, and hey, maybe you'll end up with some kingdom questions of your own to ask this week. I hope so, because today's conversation is just the start. Today, I am so excited to be grabbing a drink with my friend Luke Carsana to talk about Kingdom Health. Luke is a health coach. He is a trainer. He works with clients and uses what he's learned over the last few years about health for himself. And that's become a part of his purpose is to share that with others. Luke has given me such great wisdom over the last few years around health and how that falls into kingdom purpose. So we jump into talking about that today. Great conversation around how to live out kingdom purpose with health in mind and finding our why and knowing why health is so important to us. And it's different for everyone. That's all part of it. Another fun fact about Luke is that we actually work together on a nonprofit called Liberate that Luke started when we were in college. And it is a nonprofit working around human trafficking prevention in Thailand. It's called Liberate. That's probably a whole other episode for another day, but that's Luke. So great guy, great wisdom around this, and I'm so excited to jump into it. Kingdom L, let's go. All right, let's, I mean, let's hop in, Luke. I have always loved picking your brain about health because you live out this life of living life and health and also talking about it and living it out through a kingdom lens, which is unique. Um, So I want to hear if you could just give some context. We're talking about what health looks like through a kingdom lens. Can you tell me just a bit about you, your lifestyle and your relationship with health? Mm. Yeah. 
Well, first of all, I guess I should, first of all, I was, I guess I was just, just to give you get like my life context is like born and raised in Arcadia, California. Um, which if you don't know already, we call Arcasia because of the large population of um, Asian Americans here. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've lived here and been here my whole life. And it's, it's, it's funny cause it's like, <clears throat> I think when people think of fitness in Southern California, they think of like Malibu, the West side and Hollywood and what's going on over there um, mm -hmm. too, which is where you're at. Um, but yep. I think, um, yeah, I think in terms of, so I got introduced to specifically, so the program that I coach most often is CrossFit. Um, and I got introduced to CrossFit through um, an old uh, small group leader that I had when I was in high school who told me that, uh, well, I told him that I was playing football and he told me that I was a little too small to be playing football. And, um, <laughs> I was like, well, what do you suggest? And he told me that he lost 80 pounds and got really strong doing um, CrossFit. And so I started, I started getting into it. This was almost, this was nine years ago. I was 16 years old and I was in high school and uh, I pretty much haven't looked back since. Um, but now I coach at just to be clear, did this all start as kind of like a, I'm going to show you that I can make the team. I'm going to get in shape and show you I can do this. This, I mean, this all started just because I wanted to, I wanted to prove to him that honestly, this all started because I wanted to prove to him that it, it wouldn't work. Huh? I know. So you wanted to take all of his advice and then be like, I'm going to do it, but it's just still not going to, not going to work, not going to be a thing. Because up until that point, I thought that I had tried like everything. I thought that I was just going to be like a smaller athlete, like forever. Um, like I could never get bigger. I can put on some size. Um, I was also like not very fit. Like I was, a Yeah. I was not very fit. I was just kind of, kind of athletic. Like I could move around and, and adapt to different circumstances, which is why I like to play football. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think that, but then I ended up joining and then realizing that like CrossFit is actually not for like, well, it can be, but not predominantly for the elite athlete or for like the top going athletes like it's supposed to be and it's made for specifically um regular people like you and me um so so did it work did what he suggested work um absolutely absolutely i broke my shoulder playing football um i fractured it in the middle of a game and was like got really weak because I didn't work out for like eight months. And then I remember thinking to myself, wow, like I need to do something. And so I joined CrossFit and uh, here at CrossFit Reason in Arcadia and eventually became a coach there. Um, but I think in terms of like my, my relationship with health in general, um, yeah, I thought about it. That's such a good question because I think in order to answer that question, you have to define health for you. 
Mm. Because otherwise it's going to be hard for me to take a stance on like, oh, like I have a great relationship with health and I could honestly just be talking about running, you know, Um, or I could just be talking about nutrition, you know. Um, And although those are all different kind of like facets of what health may be composed of, um, I think, I mean, if I were to give you like my definition of health. Yes, please. It it would just be like how well you're able to manage um, your eating, your sleeping, your training, your mindset, and then also like other things such as like spiritual, emotional, mental health, if that makes sense. Um, So am I eating well? Am I learning a lot? Am I walking with God? um on a daily basis am i sleeping well and am i giving my body the proper exercise that it needs luke that is so good i i feel like that could be a something i put on the wall or i read every morning i feel like i'm going to be motivated to go on a run after this well or do not just a run but everything everything you listen that's really good um definition and to, to that's cool to hear you who is so involved in kind of a specific aspect of physical health to still step back and remember and remind us to categorize it as this big picture thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I had, I had a really hard time doing that in the beginning because I thought that being healthy was like, um, eating well and like exercising most of the time, like the majority of the week. Um, I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think it's important because it's like, we're not like one dimensional people, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like God didn't create me to like, just, just do these things, you know, like he wants, he wants us to feel like we can pour from a place of, I mean, for lack of better terms, like, overflow right like like we want to feel like we can give you know um and he wants us to feel that way too um and so i think it's important to like just always be taking care of yourself and i think that's where like my relationship with health is now is like my health um all those things that i'd mentioned earlier my health my relationship with health is exists for it to serve me right like my nutrition and my diet exists to serve me. Like I am not in chains to my diet, you know, like, I, like the world isn't going to end if I don't, and if I like, don't, if I eat a cookie tomorrow or today, you right. know? Um, so I think that, and that's the hard part for a lot of people is like understanding that like your, your training and all the, all the, all the quote unquote, like harder things that you, that you put yourself through is um, all there to, to give you the benefit, not, not to like put you through the ringer for any reason outside of yourself, outside of giving to yourself. Mm, that's a good, that's a good perspective that I feel like I haven't thought of. Like when you go, when I go to work out, yes, it's discipline and it's just going and just doing it. But also there is the benefit of health is so huge. It's like, almost like if we think of everything that's poured into us by staying healthy. It's like, yeah, wow. That's motivating in itself. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy to think like, I feel like when people, when, when people get, and, and here's the thing, like it doesn't all call collect, it doesn't all come at one time. You know um, I think for a lot of people, it's a, it's a journey. It is lifelong. It hasn't come to me all yet. I think I'm working. Um, and I think I have a, I think I have the fullest picture that I can have in this time of my life. Um, and I'm looking for always bigger pictures of what health may serve for me. And it may, it may look different when I have kids or it may look different when I'm married, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but I think the idea is that, um, it, it just has to serve like where you're at now, you know? Yes. Oh, that's good. Luke drop in wisdom here. Um, I want to circle back to something that you mentioned a couple minutes ago. You were talking about, uh, God and how, what God's trying to maybe do with us through our health. Like to what extent, like, how do you think God cares about our focus on physical health or maybe health in general? Like, does he care? Does it, is it connected? What are your, what's your take on that? See, that is, that is a really good question. Um, you know, I had a really hard time (laughs) deciphering and, and like translating like what, what God had wanted for me out of like all this, like all these workouts that I did and especially through CrossFit, like sometimes the workouts can be pretty intense. Um, and I was doing it competitively for a while. So like, I, like the reason why I was doing it kind of got a little bit lost. Um, but <clears throat> growing up, my mom, my mom always laid this verse on me. Um, and no, like she didn't, I mean, she didn't lay it on me in the most endearing way. I think she really laid on it, laid it on me so that I, uh, like wouldn't smoke weed or like drink often. Um, good mom keeping an eye on you. I know. Um, but she laid the verse like, uh, in first Corinthians where, uh, Paul talks about, um, like treating your body as a temple, um, as a temple mm-hmm. of Christ and, um, honoring it with, um, honoring it as if it were not to be like mine. Right. Um, like it was given to me and it's a privilege to have this body, um, to have this mind and, um, to have a voice, but I think, you know, she, even though she said it for maybe reasons that, um, were just to protect me at the time, like, I think as an adult now, for me, it it just, what it really just means is like, um, the, the same thing that I had just mentioned to you earlier of like, um, like, what does it mean to take care of your body? I mean, I think what it really is, is it's, it's living a life of integrity, so at reason, at reason at the gym that I coach at, um, one of its core values are integrity. We have authenticity, integrity, and then excellence. Um, and integrity just essentially means for me, like living the same life you would anywhere at any time, right? Like I'm the same person that I will be in the gym as a coach. And even though I have my coaching hat on and I'm helping other people and that's like kind of like my role there, I am the same person here on this, on this podcast with you, like, you know, and, and I'm the same person when I'm at church, I'm the same person. Um, and so I think that in terms of like how I have experienced like my, or like got like how God wants to present like, 
um, or how God is using health in my life is like, I think he is just asking that I am the same person, whether it be a coach, whether it be a competitive crossfitter, whether it be like someone who, whether it's be like a son who's trying to teach his mom, like an air squat or how to like, how to do a push up. Like it, it's the same. It's gotta be the same. Yeah. That's a good perspective. And I, about treating our body as a temple. I mean, it's true. I think you're right. I've heard that verse too, about what not drinking and drugs growing up, but mm. now being older, yeah, that's completely connected to health. Like our body is God's creation. Like it's such a gift he gave us. And yeah. when we think of it that way, it's like, gosh, how we steward our health mm. is like a form of worship kind of, I mean, maybe not yeah. kind of, it just is a form of worship. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And I think it's like, you know, it's going to be different in everyone's life, but if for you in this time of like your life, like that may be the highest form of worship you can give, like with, I don't know, with what you're doing physically or mentally or emotionally, then like, that's, that's where you need to be. Like, that's where it's at, you know? Um, and I would encourage anyone who's like, anyone who's, uh, I don't know, I think like, just like struggling to find like, um, a reason to like, get started. I think, I think it's important to think about like, why, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- like, why are you even doing it in the first place? Do you feel like asking that question? I've never, I've never thought you just stumped me with that question. I like froze for a sec. Why yeah. am I like, am I doing it to have a good body? Am I doing it to, cause mm-hmm. everyone else is doing it. Am I doing it? Cause I have a lot of workout clothes that I should probably use sometimes. Like, yeah. But then there's all these other really phenomenal foundational reasons we've talked about yeah. in the last, you know. Yeah. And then that kind of keeps your trajectory going on the days you don't want to do it if your why is stronger. Yeah, yeah. I think I think asking yourself why you're doing honestly anything will always will always refine like your vision for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you have if you have a strong why, then you'll generally have like a really strong vision for what you want out of it. Um, And it makes it easier to like, not have to like, feel like, oh my gosh, like if I eat a cookie today, I keep on using that analogy, but like, if I have a cookie today, the world is going to end tomorrow. Like, no, like it's not, you know, that's just the reality of it. It's like, if you want a cookie today, then it's probably better for you emotionally and mentally to just have a cookie today and then just like go about your life tomorrow, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, it's, it's healthier for you to just eat the cookie than in that moment than it is to like try to like suffer so much just to not eat a cookie. And honestly, most people probably just need a bite of that cookie to feel satisfied right? Like they just need to know what it tastes like because it probably just looks so good. Um, I love cooking. You say that like, it's so simple, Luke, but that's a really good point for me, us to hold on to is like, maybe I do just want a bite of the cookie. I don't have to eat the whole cookie. I don't have to eat five. Maybe I just want one little bite and I'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Good health tip there. Are you a health coach or something? <laughs> Sometimes. Um, that made okay. So what you're saying 
makes me think of this another question I wanted to ask you. Um, like I've I know I've found for myself that during seasons of taking care of my health, it pretty much almost always leads to a better season all around with how I feel, my energy, how I'm working, how I'm interacting with people. I think yeah. a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so we've started to touch on that, but why do you think that is? And how um, how do we hold on to that? That is also a very good question. I mean, I think I think it starts with I think it starts with getting rid of seasons of health. Mm. And I think that is that is like the biggest like just marketing ploy and I think misconception of like your health, your fitness, exercise, whatever, nutrition, whatever it may be. I am a huge believer in your life being like, I think, I think it's less about the six to eight week challenge and it's more about being the person that just cares about your health. Mm. Um, which is harder than a six to eight week challenge way, way harder and exponentially like, I think just like tougher to, to get to. Um, and I, and here's the thing, like they're not mutually exclusive. Like I think in a six week challenge or in a, in a season where like, you're really like on a roll of getting up in the morning and going on a run. I think in that you can find your why and your reason. Sorry. That was kind of, I did not mean for that to be uh, uh corny there, but like, um, but like, I mean, I think like in those moments, like you can find, or in those seasons, you can find like, <clears throat> I'm super, oh wow, like I actually really like running a lot and maybe this could be like um, something consistent, but maybe in like, in like your journey of running or in your journey of like being able to run a marathon, you realize like, oh, like I like running because it actually just makes me feel good for my job and it makes me feel good enough to take care of my kids at the end of the day. And I think that's a stronger reason. That's like a reason that will keep you moving for a lifetime and not just for the marathon. Right. Um, yeah. And so I think if people can ask themselves like what, like, I mean, we're going back to like the whole why thing is like, if people, if you can just ask yourself, like, um, what do I value? Like, what are the things that I, what are the things that are important to me? I mean, if health isn't in the top three or five of those things, that's okay. Like it's, it's, no one's asking you for health to be at the top of your value list, you know, and maybe it's just not the time. Maybe you have other things on your plate. Um, I think I realize like looking at your health is a privilege. Um, being able to like value your health is also is a privilege. Um, but in the same breath, I think, it is just as important as the things that you're doing in order to do them well. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, I think being able to understand like, what are the things that are important to you? And then asking yourself, does your health affect, improve or impact like any of those things that, um, that you find important in your life? That's good. It sounds like what you're describing is a mindset shift of mm. what the world 
wants us to believe about health and maybe mm. what we've told ourselves about health mm. into something else. Yeah. And I like it. I like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I just want, like, I hope you, like you and then everyone, anyone else who's like listening to this knows that like, I'm not against a six to eight week challenge. <laughs> like, I think they're, they're important. I think they can serve like a really strong purpose. Um, mm -hmm. I just think that the way that people have like just kind of taken it out of context has been like, oh, like now it's only going to be a six to eight week challenge, you know, or like it's mm -hmm. going to end at the six weeks, you know, and that's mm -hmm. kind of all it has become. So yeah, it's just important to think bigger picture. I, well, I hear you. I did that. So probably two months ago, you might, I might have talked to you about it, but mm. I decided to give up processed sugar for a month mm. and I did. And yeah. it was great. I mean, it had a very profound effect on my life and my energy and my focus and my like bloating and my overall health. It was really great, but I knew that on what was it? I knew on July, on June 1st, my birthday, I could eat sugar again. And then I did. And, and then I kind of just went back to normal and I felt so sluggish again. And I felt, I was like, Oh my gosh, but that month was so good. And yeah. then I had a breakthrough point, probably thinking of things you had told me, um, mm -hmm. of like, wait, how about I go back and take some of that discipline that I learned and some of those other, you know, the, how I was motivated to work out and other foods that I found to eat and all the things that God could do in me while I had this energy and focus and to connect with people and pour into things. And how did I take some of that and, and yeah. maybe find some balance, um, to not have sugar completely cut out of my entire life obsessively, yeah but to for a month but instead to do it consistently yeah and so now i'm trying to figure that out but yeah. you're right that's obviously going to be more impactful when yeah. i find that footing than those four weeks that i did it yeah that's but that's i learned so much cool. i learned so much in the four weeks though like you were to your point yeah yeah what would you say that would you say that uh cutting out sugar like you, you, you just, did you want to know like what life was like cutting out processed sugars or like, what did you feel like was the, the why, the, the, the why? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Bring it like, back. yeah. My why, well, my why larger picture, I was, uh, I was fasting. So for a few months I was fasting different things. So I chose to fast mm -hmm. sugar. Um, so it was a little bit of a spiritual discipline thing also. Yeah. On the health side, when I was thinking, though, I want to do something related to what I eat this month, I knew sugar was the most difficult one for me. And I knew that I ate so much processed sugar that cutting it out would make a profound impact. And mm -hmm. I was curious just what my life would look like if I did it. Yeah. And I had like crazy withdrawals. And I mm -hmm. kind of found out I might have been like a little addicted to sugar. Mm -hmm. And so it was very illuminating and I felt really good. But to answer your question, my, my why for sugar specifically was because I just knew that I was eating it 
out of habit and out of boredom and I knew it was making me tired or giving me less energy and I was like I should probably try to not do this and if I don't go cold turkey I don't know if I'll actually do it oh I see I see so you kind of felt like a deep plunge was one of the few ways that would actually bring you out of feeling a certain way feeling tired feeling bloated uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. or get you in the but habit now- of being the person who wasn't right mm-hmm. but now what you're saying is really speaking to me in like okay well that's that's good that's okay that you did that now take what you learned from that yeah. and take those nuggets of what you learned and apply it to something that can sustain in your life long term right like it all serves a purpose and although the purpose may not to be to never eat processed sugars ever again for the rest of your life um at least you now know what life is like without processed sugars Mm -hmm. and that's like a that's huge that's amazing like i don't even know if i know what life is like without processed sugars It was good. And it's true to go back. I mean, to even what we were saying about what God can do through us with health. Like I noticed a ton through that month or through, I mean, unfortunately to what you've said, seasons I've had of health. And when I, when I feel healthier, I notice that God can do more through me because I am more alert and open and energized for what's around me and I just have more to give my cup is more full mm, so that's good um, yeah that's a really cool connection that you pointed out and it it makes me think I mean here's a question for you uh we we're, t- we we're talking a bit about health and the word discipline keeps coming up health and discipline can you share a bit about the correlation between those two um yeah that's a really good question too I think, I think it's hard because I think people have to understand first, like what, what does discipline mean to them? Um, like, I think to me, like discipline, I have like a very hard, a very tough relationship with discipline because I think just generally in like the Asian American culture, especially if you're like a first generation, um, Asian American, like, discipline is embedded into like your your life your life mm. and and like the way that you live life i think you're just expected to be like a disciplined child you're supposed to, you're except you're expected to be like a very well operating and um i don't know you're supposed to get the a's you're supposed to get like um not that i mean this is obviously like i'm obviously generalizing here but like um generally there's there are a lot of that that's kind of like the culture, you know, the, there's a culture of discipline, if that makes sense. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, the, like in terms of discipline, like for me, discipline was an unhealthy thing. Like I had to think about discipline as like something I owed to someone else. Mm, interesting. And so that was a really hard thing to get over because I had to realize that 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 discipline exists for my for my own sake for my own health for my own benefit you know Um, at least in terms of we're talking about health right now Um, and i just want to pause you really quick because i think this is just a cool moment that i 
don't want to let pass is when I asked you this, right? Like with my worldview and who I am, and I think of what discipline is, I'm thinking a completely different thing than when you hear it through your Asian American worldview perspective and have your own. So uh, just a cool crossroads of worldviews and hearing. Yeah. Like what you heard when I asked the question. So just. That's so good. Yeah. So good. And I, yeah. And I think, and even to your point, like, I think that's, that's yeah. It like, yeah. When we, when we can take a step back and look at what that looks like, it, it helps us get even, even bigger picture of like <clears throat> what that, what this all means. Um, but I think my philosophy on like um, what discipline means in my life is like, I'll give an example of what I'm doing right now um, is I have always felt guilty for not being disciplined in mm. cleaning or in making my bed in the morning. Um, and although okay. that, that is like a general expectation for most people, I just think that in the morning there are more important things to do than make my bed. Well, and granted, here here's the thing too. I wake up at four fifteen in the morning every morning, Monday, Gosh. Monday through yeah. Friday, and sometimes Saturday. So, like Wild. at that time of day, I'm not. The last thing I'm thinking about is making my bed. But I recognize that making my bed in the morning is also a quote unquote discipline that I need for me to feel like I can move on to the next like thing like list of things that I want to I want to like get to so what I'm doing right now in my life is I'm creating like systems that I know will help me feel most not not just like confident but like creating systems that like will help me feel like I am in the right direction or that I'm being set up for like the right things in that area so for example I just created a system of organization in my room, okay? Mm. And what that will hopefully in effect help me feel is the need for systems in the coaching world where I work or the need for systems for um, being able to lead a team, um, like a coaching staff, um, or being able to lead a class in an organized manner, right? Um, I think doing one thing generally kind of snowball effects and try, you, I mean, you know, like when you go on runs, like you're like, well, I'm not going to eat a sheet cake from Trader Joe's after I run. Like I'm probably going to try to eat a, like try to drink a juice or have an apple or stuff, like have some egg whites or something like that. And that's normally how system I and mean, systems work. But systems are, aren't created just for like that task list, right? It's, it's not just a list of things you need to do. They're there because you want to be or eventually become the type of person who does those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all these like lists that I'm making up for like my room and like being a better coach, being more organized as a leader at work, like they're not there for me to like, just hit them and then like check out, you know, like mentally check out. I think they're there because I want to be a better example of a coach. I want to be a better example of a CrossFit coach. I want to be a better example of a brother and a son. I want to be a better example of a fiance. Like, I, you know, like I want to be able to um, 
those are the things that are important to me. So, um, yeah. So, so would you say, I mean, it sounds like you just, we've been talking about our why the whole time. Would you yeah. say that would maybe a touch on your why? Yeah. That, I mean, for me, the most important things in my life completely like direct everything that I do. And although I may, although I say that right now, I think for the rest of my life, I'll always think about that. Um, mm. because they're going to change with wherever you're at in life. Um, but I think the most important thing I need to be doing is, um, constantly making time. It's a part of my system, actually. I'm just like, I hate that I'm overusing the word system. Um, but I think it's a part of like this system that I've created of like reassessing has to be a part of it. Otherwise you'll never know how to make it better. Mm, right. That's good. We need to take a minute to think about what we're doing. Right, right. Like reassess your disciplines, you know, like reassess like um, how you're trying to be a healthier person and do mm. it often, uh, maybe not every day, but like do it often enough to, to, know, to know that like there will always be, there will always be, or there can always be better. Um, like mm -hmm. it can always be better if you want that, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, so I'm sure, I mean, as we kind of come towards the end here, we're talking about, okay, get to this point of reassessing. People are listening. They're reassessing. I mean, you've worked with so many clients, talked to so many friends about this. So give us some advice, Luke. What's your advice for somebody who's tangibly right now wanting to just start a few practices towards a healthier lifestyle and a caveat to just thinking of like the air of our conversation, thinking of the grace in there too. You've brought up, you've made comments about on this journey, having to have grace for yourself and the decisions that you're making through health. So what's your, what's your advice for someone who's like, okay, let's give it a go. What do I do? That's so good. Um, <clears throat> So first step, think about why you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is first and foremost, the first question you ask yourself. If you can't think of why you're doing it, because some people can't, and that's okay. It's, that's very okay for you to be in that place. Find a coach, find someone, find a trainer, find a coach, find someone to help you who you know after talking with them is genuinely uh not concerned, but like who genuinely cares about like your journey and your health and you as a person, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just because you pay them to care for you doesn't mean that's the only reason why they care for you. I think that is a also a huge misconception in hiring a trainer for yourself, right? I think half the time people hire a trainer because it's going to get them to do work, right? But if you can get, get a coach or a trainer who will ask you harder questions, who ask you why you're doing it and will help you clarify mm. that even if it's a mentor like it doesn't even have to be a trainer i think if if they can ask if they can kind of like guide you in that direction um that is that is like my my two cents for like anyone who's wanting to practice a healthier lifestyle that's so good i mean we're not meant to do life alone and why would health be any different yeah it's yeah. a good point. I haven't 
health can so easily be a completely solo, personal, nobody else knows about it thing because it's what I eat. It's what I do when I go work out. So yeah. to include someone else in that and to do that in community has to be a conscious decision. Yeah. And one last thing I want to add on top of what you just said, that's so poignant that you said community too, because I think most people will naturally gravitate towards wherever they feel most belonging. doesn't matter. Mm. Like, I think, I think your exercise program matters less than where you feel most belonging in your exercise routine, your class, whatever it is. I think, yeah. So I think if you can find a place where you feel like you belong there or you feel you're a part of the community, that you're integral to, to it and that um, you're valued seen in, in it, then you're get, chances are you're going to stay there longer whether or not it's the best workout of your life. Um, mm. So I think that's it's also a, good... a huge part of it too. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Luke, so much wisdom. We're, we're already just about, we're at time. So uh, to close, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Let's do it. Guys, can we give uh, Luke a shout out at this point in time? He is engaged to our beautiful Maddie and they are, um, and we're in quarantine. So they are one of our engaged figuring out wedding throughout quarantine couples. Yep. It's been a, it's been a, it's been quite the journey, but 2021 is the year. That's the year. You guys are making 2020 pretty good too. Maddie cuts Luke's hair. If you go see him on Instagram, like <laughs> you'll see his hair uh, through quarantine um, has just been a really fun journey to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably been one of my highlights of quarantine. I think been watching, yeah. Just watching Maddie do your hair. Well, he has, it's like shaved on the sides. It's very short. And then he just goes for the pony. I'm going for the pony. The top knot is what they call it. Oh, sorry. I don't, I, yeah, I actually don't know. The top knot. So hip. So, oh, I'm really glad that that's the first time I've ever been called that. So that's, that's really nice. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. Okay, Luke, are you ready for these rapid fire questions? That means just answer in a couple words or less. Cool. Let's do it. Luke Carzano, what are you eating for dinner tonight? Probably between Chinese food and In-N-Out. Mm. Sabbath. Where? Sabbath, yes. Where do you encounter God the most? In people. Ooh. What time do you like to wake up and go to sleep? Uh, I would have never said this at any point in my life except for the past year, but I like waking up at 4.30 in the morning and I like going to bed at 8.30 at night. <sighs> Heart skipped a beat there, that sounds wild. <laughs> you're you're an absolute beast. What are, um, what are you reading right now? I am actually reading a book called Soul Keeping right now. Um, it's by John Ortberg. Um, but I'm also reading another book on top of that called The Coaching Habit. Um, both books fully recommend to anyone who's in a leadership or mental role. And then actually, yeah, just that. Yeah. Any kind of leadership role. You are reading that. That is a good, great, two great resources. Oh, thank you. 
Luke, this has just been the best time. As we actually, before we even close, can you remind us where we can find you online? Yeah, uh, just at Luke Carsana on Instagram. And then how do you spell that? You saw, yeah. Um, how do you spell then, it? How do you spell that? Oh, L U K E K A R S A N A. And then coaching by Carsana on Instagram. And recently, Maddie just made this like cooking or like 30 minute meals or less mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah, she did. She's fully running that account. And it's called Carsana's Kitchen with both K's K A R S A N A, Carsana's Kitchen. Um, and let me tell you, it's like everything that we eat on a daily basis. It's our grocery trips. We're just trying to be a really good resource to anyone and everyone for anyone that's trying to eat better. It's a great, I mean, it just started very recently and I follow it, of course, and it's, I've really enjoyed it. It's inspired me to make, it actually inspired me to cook, um, like a whole little stir fry thing the other night. Oh, that's amazing. I love just seeing, seeing your guys' aesthetic photos of the food with the whole little recipe under it. I was like, oh, Maddie, you're killing it. And Luke, of course. I can do it. And the so, only downside to it is that she, I have to wait before I eat because she needs to take a picture of me eating it or the food. And so I'm just standing there with her with a camera over the food. And I'm just drooling over like this like amazingly cooked dish. And I'm like, <sighs> brutal. Right, you know. Do it for the gram. Doing it for the gram, for the people. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Shay, thanks for having me. It's always, I think our conversation, even if we weren't on this, would have gone like this anyway. I think so too. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the point of the podcast is like, we just have our drinks. We're hanging out, talking about real life and Jesus and... Here we are. Thanks, Shay. I appreciate it. Cheers and amen. Thank you for grabbing a drink with us today. These kingdom questions and conversations with community always push me to keep learning more and more about how to love God and love people well. So thank you. And best of all, this is just the start. So this is where I'm supposed to say that if you know someone who you think might enjoy this conversation too, send it their way or leave a review. Most importantly, think about your own kingdom questions you have stirring in you to ask this week and go for it. Ask them, maybe over a cocktail. And when you come up with them, let me know. I'm on Instagram at Suter, and I would love to hear what kingdom questions you are chatting about this week. Until next time, cheers and amen. Thank you for joining Kingdom and Cocktails today.